The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, this entire show, we've been talking about the horrific and tragic uh, event that took place on Friday night, the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. We've heard so many touching stories over the last few days about those killed and injured in that crash. The outpouring of support and love directed to those affected has been tremendous. Just uh, And just on a financial note, the GoFundMe page just topped, just went over $6 million. $6 million. Well, to tell us more about uh, head coach Darcy Hogan, we welcome Justin Vaughn who played two seasons for Hogan in the uh, Northwest Junior Hockey League. Justin, I wish it was under better circumstances. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. You're welcome. Uh, Justin, tell us, tell us about, uh, about Coach Darcy. Yeah, so, I mean, first things first, uh, you know, just wanting to send out my condolences to the, uh, the, the families of those affected. Uh, it's, uh, definitely wish this was under better circumstances, but, uh, you know, Darcy was an incredible hockey coach. Um, he could see plays developing minutes before they actually developed and could adjust line combinations and strategy um, well in advance. And I think more importantly, um, a lot of the stories that have been flying around lately was um, just in regards to who he was as a man. Um, one of his big things was, you know, in addition to developing, you know, great young hockey players, his focus was on developing great young men mm-hmm. um, for an emphasis more of, you know, being a, a community member, um, giving back to the community, and just just being a better person off the ice. Uh, it's interesting. I read your uh, tweet when uh, news uh, first reached you. Uh, you were more than a coach. You were a mentor, a uh, role model, and an incredible hockey mind. But most of all, you were a loving father, father, husband, and overall stand-up guy. Rest in peace. Um, you did uh, play under... Uh, coach hogan for a couple of seasons it wasn't unusual for him to bring his kids to the rink was it oh his his kids are probably at the rink um <laughs> the equal if not more time than than our team was um at the time I, I believe his kids were probably um probably i'd say three years old in a few months um and i remember just playing mini stick hockey with his <laughs> three-year-old um kind of in our in our hallways by our locker room so the hogan family definitely spent a lot of time at the rink. Um, both Darcy, his wife, the two sons, Darcy's parents were also very actively involved in hockey in Peace River, so it was definitely a, definitely a family thing for them. Justin, did I read somewhere, did I see you on one of the um, interviews that you have done over the over the weekend that you lived with Darcy? I, di- I personally didn't, but a number of my teammates uh, okay. um, were billeting with, with Darcy's parents, yes. Okay. Um, but more than a coach, developed into a, a really good friendship, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. Um, I actually, Darcy had set up a little hockey shop um, in the Peace River Arena um, that I, I ended up kind of working for him as well. Just I was in high school when I played, um, played with the Navigators up in Peace River. So just as a little after-school uh, way to earn a little couple extra bucks um, would sharpen skates and sell sticks. And, and it was through that as well as, as the coaching relationship that definitely developed a bond for sure. You know, over the years, so whether you're involved in sports or not involved in sports, if you're not involved in sports, you remember that one teacher that did that one thing or said that one thing <laughs> or, uh, you know, that just sort of altered the trajectory of um, your life 
I, from what I've read and, and from your tweet, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, Coach Hogan was one of those guys that had that sort of effect on you? Yeah, he was that guy for sure. Um, thinking back to all the people that, that had an influence on my life, he was, he's definitely um, up there, if not um, the biggest influence outside of my immediate family. And, and is that because it's not just about, for him, it wasn't just about teaching hockey, as you mentioned just a moment ago, that he, he really was a firm believer that a player's character and integrity off the ice translated to his on-ice performance? Absolutely. So one of his favorite, favorite lines to tell us was, um, once a navigator, always a navigator. Uh-huh. Um, and then speaking, you know, in terms of giving back to that community, um, building a network around you of, of support and, and all of that to a point where... There's been a, uh, uh, one of the old teammates started up a, a Facebook chat group, probably 75, 80 guys in it, um, just sharing old stories and making, you know, arrangements. A lot of these guys I've, I've never met before, huh. um, just due to the, the number of years that he was a coach in Peace River. So just mm-hmm. being able to build that network of people that you've never even met before, but almost feeling like they're your brothers already. It's quite the the environment that he created for sure. I think anyone who's played sports, you have, you've had good coaches, you've had mediocre coaches, and you've had coaches that you wish you've never seen again. But those good coaches, those great coaches, you talk about, and, and you touched on it, Justin, I said it's more than, or you said it's, it's more than just the on-ice ability and developing that. For, for a coach, whatever kind of coach it is to help develop a good young man or a good young woman off the ice or off the court, it, it, it's really something else. It's, it's more than just doing skills, um, you know, on, on, you know, shooting on a net. It's life skills. It's, it's about giving back. And it sounds like Coach Hogan was all about that. Yeah, for sure. So one of the one of the stories that was shared in that group uh, yesterday, I believe, um, one of the guys was saying back in the day, one of the you know probably early two thousands, um, had a bit of a late night before a game day. Um, Darcy found out that he was out partying. Um, normally, coaches would um, you know bench the guy. You know he wouldn't be playing. Um, what Darcy actually did was. He made him stay out there almost the entire period, you know, without a break. <laughs> to, the, to the point where this individual was um, was sick to his stomach for the rest of the game. Um, was it you, so Justin? He, it, it was not. Okay. Um, although I've uh, I've been in a similar situation, I will admit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Darcy played him. I think it was about. 15, 16 minutes oh. out of the first 20 um, <laughs> and with just about no breaks um, and then benched him for the rest of the two periods because I think it was safe to say that he learned his lesson. Wow. Uh, you know, Justin, we've talked about this um throughout the afternoon, but I, I wanted to get your perspective because you were for a time one of those boys on the bus. Can you just talk about, because I, all these ex-hockey players are talking about the bus and, and just your life on the bus and, and what a safe place it was and all these different people coming together. It, it, was that your experience too? Was that when you look back on your years in hockey, do you have real fond memories of your time on the bus? When I look back at my hockey career, I think those times on the bus um, are, are what you do remember. Um, you know, when I think back, I don't remember as much my time on the ice. It's it's the times in the locker room. It's the times on the bus. Um, you know, when I started playing junior hockey, it was my, my first real opportunity where 
we did travel as a team no matter where we went um and that was a a really a really awesome experience for me you always hear these stories about the locker room being in or the sorry the bus being an extension of the locker room and and those words are are more true than anything else i've ever heard um it is I think that's another reason where it hits so close to home is because there are numbers of teams that will, you know, will travel together on buses, you know, at the pro level on planes. You spend a lot of time with these guys on the road. And I think that's where, you know, you never even give it a second thought (laughs) that, you know, you're not safe on that bus. But, um, you know, it it just goes to show you that it can happen to anyone under any circumstance. So just to, to hug those loved ones closely. Justin, is there a hierarchy to the bus? Um, I, I don't know that there is so much anymore, but uh, back in my day, um, there there definitely was, at least at the start of the year. Um, <laughs> you'd you'd learn pretty quickly that you know the four seats around the poker table were were more or less reserved for the uh, the older guys on the team, and you learned that the back three bench was you know reserved for another guy. But, uh, you know, the the guys over the course of the year um, would also definitely make you feel included because that was, that was one of Darcy's things as well is that, you know, I don't care who you are, how long you've been here, you're a member of the team, and, and he did a great job at breaking down that hierarchy. Before we let you go, Justin, just curious to know, for our listeners as well, how you'll remember Darcy and how you hope that he will be remembered in the days and years to come. Yeah, so one of the another one of his kind of favorite lines, which which I've been remembering a lot over the last few days, and and again been shared in that group is um, take care of the seconds and the minutes will take care of themselves. <laughs> so a, a real focus on the detail, um, but it's a it's a quote that applies in both you know both on and off the ice situations. So just just as if though you're you're on the ice focusing on your D zone coverage or your power play structure. It's also important to take care of the seconds off the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, do those those acts of kindness. Give back to your community. Always have a smile on your face. So, you know, Darcy being a, a hockey coach, I think, is not nearly as important as that influence that he had on us off the ice. Well, Justin, very well sorry said. for your loss. And thank you for giving us some insight into uh, Coach Hogan's life. And thank you so much for taking the time at what must be a very difficult uh, time for you to talk with us. We appreciate your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to share my story. Thank you so much. Saskatchewan Health Authority uh, giving an update about uh, the people still in hospital from the bus crash, from Friday night's bus crash. Um, A dozen survivors still in hospital. Four remain in critical condition. Four others are in serious condition and four patients are stable. And again, you know, we keep talking about young men, young men. The the trainer of the team was actually... um, Female. That's right. And she's in she's in hospital as well. So our, uh, we're thinking about her as yep, well. Yeah, there was uh, the trainer. There was uh, a young uh, man who was a statistician mm-hmm. was uh, on the bus as well. So yeah, if you if you look at the, the team personnel who passed away, Tyler Bieber, uh, twenty nine years old of Humboldt, Saskatchewan. He was the announcer. Mark Cross. 
Um, the assistant coach, 27 years old of Strasbourg, Saskatchewan. Darcy, as we've been talking about, the head coach, 42 of Humboldt. Brody Hines, he was the stats expert, 18 years old mm-hmm. from Humboldt, Saskatchewan. And Glenn Dirksen, let's not forget him, the bus driver, 59 years of age from Carrot River, Saskatchewan. Now, um, Logan Hunter from St. Albert died in that crash as well. He was a player. His mom, Shauna Nordstrom, spoke to us earlier today. I want people to know that he is such a kind young man. He um, just showed kindness in all sorts of ways. Um, He loved animals. You know, he'd walk into the house and first thing he would do is definitely check where Charlie, our our dog, was and give him some love and attention. He's a very patient young man, too, like, um, he grew up with uh, two older sisters. He was always that, you know, gentle demeanor. Sports was his life. Sports was his life. He um, not only played his dream and goal to play junior hockey, that was his, his ultimate dream, and he did it. I'm so proud of him he did that. He loved every game, and he, he um, loved every shift, and his teammates, he loved Humboldt. He loved being in Humboldt, Saskatchewan. The community of Humboldt was is amazing. is an amazing community, and I I never worried about him, not once when he was there. He lived with amazing family. I became very close with that family as well. They live in Saskatoon, and um, we're going through this same most difficult time of our life to use, to lose our young our young man like this has been the worst tragedy I can't even put into words truly I seen him yesterday I got to hold his beautiful head and I got to kiss his face and he's wearing St. Albert Sports Academy jersey he loved day to day life every part of it 18 years is way too young to leave but I take comfort in knowing that he lived a very full life and he is smiling smiling at me and everyone else right now and he's saying I'm okay I'm going to be okay and that will help me Shauna Nordstrom this afternoon, the uh, mom of Logan Hunter from St. Albert, one of the boys killed in that bus crash, along with Logan Boulay, 21 from Lethbridge, Adam Harold, 16 from Montmartre, uh, Saskatchewan, Logan Hunter, we mentioned, 18, Jackson Joseph, 20 years old from Edmonton. Jacob Leach, 19, from Humboldt. Connor Lucan, 21, of Slave Lake. Logan Schatz, 20 years of age, from Allen, Saskatchewan. Evan Thomas was 18, from Saskatoon. Parker Tobin, 18, of Stony Plain. And Stephen Wack, 21, of St. Albert. And I don't know if you've seen Stephen Wack, his um, brother, had been tweeting about him. And he 
Stephen Wag not not only an incredible hockey player, but the videographer. Yeah, his that his, was a professional. He was video. absolutely yeah. unreal. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, I urge you yes. to go see it. It was called uh, My Twenty Seventeen, I think it was. It was absolutely spectacular. He could be working, could have been working today yeah anywhere it was yeah. it was absolutely just breathtakingly good you might have seen this as well on social media the hashtag put your stick out yeah. mm-hmm. um, and we talked earlier about uh, you know whatever helps you uh, whatever action you need to take to help you get through whatever grief or emotions you might be feeling um, this put your stick out it was a, as a result of a TSN uh, radio broadcaster Brian Muntz uh, he appears to have popularized this trend by sharing a photo and a message from one of his friends and the message said quote uh, leaving it out on the porch tonight the text said uh, beneath the picture of a hockey stick the boys might need it wherever they are and apparently people have been leaving a, a single hockey stick outside the front door all across North America as a result of it. So if you've seen that hashtag, uh, put your stick out, that's what that's about. We're coming up to the 4 o'clock news. Eileen Bell will have the very latest. On the other side, Morley Scott will join us with sports. We'll take a look at your business numbers as well. The 6.30 Ched afternoon news. Continuing coverage of the Humboldt Broncos crash continues. The 6.30 Ched afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Ched.